This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello friends and welcome along to the Sky Blues Extra podcast in association with the Sky Blue Tavern. My name is Dean Atkinson and I'm joined this evening by seemingly everyone's favourite Ross in the world. Ross Cooper, how are you my man? I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Um, Dean, the, the, the fairly decent Ross is what I want to be called. Well, you're uh, quite the talk of the town at the moment. Am I? Well, see, it. seemingly, or talk, I mean, there's talk, not, but there's not been an talk. official vote or anything. But like, you've beat the likes of Ross Spence, Ross Kemp. I think you've even beat Ross from Friends as the, well, the world's most eligible Ross. Well, I'm, I'll take that. But to be fair, whenever I, it's so weird, I, whenever I say to people, oh, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm Ross. They're like, oh, like from Friends. And you know, I've got to be, I've got to make a, be honest. I've never watched Friends. So, so what? I know, I know. I've never watched Friends. Um, uh, that's that's the end of this week's Sky Blues Extra podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> what? Uh, You've never seen one episode of Friends? Well, obviously, I've seen it like it's been on, and uh, but like I've never sat down and uh, you know and watched it. It's one of those things. I I spend my time on YouTube <laughs> watching. <laughs> The 0506 conversation season <laughs> review. No, it sounds um, like you spend your time on Sky Blues Talk, to be honest. I do, to be fair. And and for all you Sky Blue Talk users out there, pleasure, pleasure uh, engaging the other day. But you don't have 34,000 messages like a certain person spouting nonsense. I don't I, think I don't. you spend that much time on there, do you? No, I, I, I try and put it this way. I'm sort of like, Quality over quantity in terms of when I input on there. You know, if I say something, I want it to be, you know, meaningful. So, um, but yes. In other words, it's a fucking cesspit. That's what it really is. (laughs) 
that's my opinion on it and it's usually well, it was in the it was it was in the summer it was in the summer you know any transfer window then everyone gets a bit panicky don't they yeah. so well talking of panicking i let go a little bit of panic last night when i walked into nando's and i saw you tried to make your way over to Carl mcfadzie's table and i thought oh he's ditching me for Carl mcfadzie here well I, i've listen you know i thought here he was he walked in the man mountain himself and we well obviously obviously he hadn't been in the squad against uh you know in the in the previous game but obviously that was the the FA Cup so then back to league action i thought maybe would he be on the bench and then i saw him in nando's an hour before kickoff and i thought with that whole chicken a couple of sides i, I doubt it I doubt <laughs> that's not a pretty match meal i've ever um, seen one <laughs> so yeah he looked like he was with an agent didn't he he did yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was obviously a few murmurs going around the sort of the Tesco yes. area that uh, some kind of deal had been accepted with an unnamed Lancashire team. A lot of people thought Bolton because they're looking for a centre-half as well. But it turns out he's actually on his way to Blackburn. Carmack Fadzin has departed. The Sky Blues got his contract mutually terminated this evening and obviously joined Blackburn on a on a free transfer. And team's back up with Dom Hyam in the centre of defence. Um Let's have a word on on Carl's time with the Sky Blues. Obviously a fantastic servant. Um, 171 appearances over five seasons, eight goals in that time. And Ross, I've, he joined us as a, a 32-year-old, but he's been a bit of a phenomenon in that regard because he's actually got better over time whilst he's been with us. Yeah, like a, like a fine red wine, getting better with age. And season upon season, he has, you know, improved so much and and from coming in that first sort of league one season obviously at st andrews and obviously he played in the back four when we started that season as a yeah i was about to say there was a post from simon lillibury on on twitter today mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw it but he posted the line on from his first game yes i was at that game south end can you yeah. name them yes i can, can. You name the 11 it was cool. Mar- uh, marco morosi making yep. his uh, debut then you had Mankati Dabo making his debut. Michael Rose, Carl McFadzing, Brandon Mason. You had Liam Kelly, Jordan Shipley, and Zane Westbrook in a three. And you had Wesley Jabello, Jordi Hawula, and Amadou Bakayoko. I mean, I'm going to cut that in. That's why you're everyone's favourite, Ross. I don't think <laughs> Ross Spence d- doesn't know who played last night. Never mind <laughs> what happened in August 2019. But, but I remember, so obviously he started then, and obviously he was, you know, very, very good, as was, you know, everyone that season. Obviously, we switched, didn't we, halfway through the League One season um, to the back five and the wing-back formation. And then the first season, the championship, again, it, I think even at that point, there was probably the odd person, an odd fan who maybe thought, you know, how's he going to make the step up? He'd obviously played in the championship with Burton, and, you know, obviously they had sort of struggled. And they, there was the odd little mistake, which I always thought he was really solid, but, you, you know, there was moments even in that first season, Rotherham away when we lost 4-0, you know, he had a Sent he had off. a few mares in there at times. And I remember Bristol, remember that really vital game uh, against Bristol in you know, in COVID when we were 2 nil up and he just passed it to Naki Wells. He scored and we thought, oh no. But he then suddenly, it just, he ironed those little mistakes out of his game and he went up level after level. And every season, he, he got better and better. And, he was honestly the first name on the team sheet. For me, a lot of games, you know, at the start of this season, the way he finished last year, you'd gone, Carl McFadden, first name on the team sheet, often wearing the armband as well because Kelly wasn't playing. He was a leader. He loved the club. And I have nothing bad to say about Carl McFadden. Well, it just shows how quick football moves, Ross, because like, as you said, four months ago, we were saying that someone's going to have to basically rip that shirt off him to get into the team. And then here we are in the end of January 
with him departing. And it's kind of a mix of sort of grandfather time, really, and the evolution of the team that we've seen this season. That means he's now surplus to requirements. I think it's weird. Like earlier on in the season, there was this, this, I had this feeling of, well, the way it's happened is the way we, we as a club and as fans, we'd want it to happen in terms of we've got other people who have stepped up and are keeping him at the team rather yeah. than him leaving maybe at the end of the season and us going, well, there's a whole the fast replacement. Yeah. yeah. With the holes being filled already. And as a byproduct of that, he's found himself out the side. And I think for us that it's good that you've got the likes of Liam Kitchen and Bobby Thomas have stepped up, you know, Louis Binks, Latte Baudier, and they've, they've proven that they can manage, you know, without him. And I always go back to it. We spoke about it a few weeks ago, Ellen Road away to think we got a point there without Fads on the pitch. I think that would it was, be it unthinkable, really, wouldn't it? Over the last, let, let's say, 18 months to go to Ellen Road and say, like, Basically, we're not going to play without Liam Kelly and no McFadzine. You would have, you'd have, you'd have gone game over. You, yeah, that's how because it felt. No leadership there. Yeah. What do you think to the playoff semi-final second leg? You, you know, he, he gave you. He was that rock. He was absolutely that rock, and you know, and he got better with his, you know, playing out from the back. His leadership. He made the defenders around him better. Doyle. You know, I'm about to say he dragged those two young kids through yeah, last, last season. That last five months, like easily without him there, we wouldn't have been in the position no, we found ourselves all. in in May. Unsung hero in that. You know, everyone talks about Jokeres and Hamer because obviously they got the goals and the assists, but he was instrumental in those clean sheets. You know, without him, we'd have conceded a lot more goals, and then we'd have lost a lot more games and wouldn't have made the playoffs. So yeah, full respect to you know McFadzine. He's been uh, yeah a brilliant, brilliant player. There's been obviously some major moments in in Sky Blue as well. Oh. You know, obviously part of that League One when he side, the armband he done the armband when Kelly the wasn't around. Goal against Forest on the About return to, to the, the CBS. Yeah, and then you got the winner versus QPR in our first season back in the Championship. Yeah. The volley versus Blackpool that that springs to mind. Unbelievable technique, and obviously the goal against Leicester this year, where his his song was sung for. I think about 10 minutes. You know, and him at the end of the last season getting on the bus back to the tavern. Yeah. After the, but you know, with the fans. I mean, he, he really is just, you know. He epitomizes a sort of modern day legend, doesn't he? Yes. And it's for yeah. a number of reasons. Not only obviously the stuff on the pitch, but all the stuff off it. You know, the Southwest work with Sky Blues in the community, for example, always seems to take time for fans, for pictures and his appearances at all the different forums as well. You know, all that kind of means a lot. And that's, Sometimes you hear the word legend be branded around, but for me, he is a modern day legend in that regard because he's, I was he's not say just that. the football stuff for me. No, it, no, it's not. It's everything that, and also, you know, I think when we're in League Two, and obviously we've had, you know, great players relative to where we were in League Two, getting from League Two to League One and, and League One to the Championship, but we were a penalty kick away from being a Premier League side and achieving the ultimate. And, yeah, he was captain of the side, really. You know, obviously, I know towards the end, Kelly got back in. But for that 90% of the season, Fads was wearing the armband. He was an ever-present, never really got injured. I mean, what was that game last season when there's a picture of him with like three players around him it's on the rough, floor? Rough four, yeah. four players again, four players yeah, all on him. the floor. And he's just some iconic back. moments, you know, and him squaring yeah. up with Deeney. And he was, he's the sort of player we want, you know, you wanted in the side. He, yeah. he gave you confidence. He had that sort of... You, know, you wouldn't let other people be bullied around him. And yeah, I re I agree. A modern day uh, legend for, for the club. And yeah, wish him nothing but the best and gives me yeah great memories. 
yeah, sad day, but those best wishes can can stop on the 27th of April when obviously we go to, to Ewood Park and he'll inevitably be part of that team. But I'm sure he'll get a brilliant reception that day from the Skyville oh, Army. I well, can't see him ever being sort of jeered and booed like no, some no. some ex-players will. But it's, it's um, the, yeah. it's the only regret, really, with and, and I felt it a little bit with... Uh, I felt it with Dom Hyam when when he went, you know, and was soldiering on the eve. We never really got... Obviously, he's come back a couple, a couple of times and got nice ovations, but we've never had that moment of a proper goodbye. And and then with Fads, it sort of feels the same, you know. And I, well, I, he kind of got one last night when you were staring at him eating that whole chicken. Well, I, I just went over to his table <laughs> him as he finished. Um, you know. Took the bones away. <laughs> but but no, but it's, it'll be the same with Liam Kelly. And because, I mean, earlier on in the season, obviously, again, he started this season playing, you know, obviously in a new back a new back five. And I thought, well, you know, at the end of the season, you know, he'll go, he'll probably not contract won't be renewed, but we'll know ahead of time. And then the final home game, he can have a huge send off. And obviously he's found him, found himself not just out the starting 11, but out of the squad. And, and obviously he wants to play at his age and you can't blame him for that. And obviously Robbins clearly sees that he's going to struggle to get back in the side. So look, it's the best for probably everybody, but it is a sad day and he will be missed. You mentioned Liam Kelly. Robbins last night alluding to potentially three outgoings by mm. the end of this this transfer window. We're recording this on on Wednesday evening, so just just short of a day, uh, just over a day to go until it closes. Um, you think Liam Kelly's one of those, or does the sheaf injury now sort of stop that from happening? I I think Liam Kelly is probably one of those. Again, he's not been in the matchday squad. Um, I I can see him going somewhere. Um, maybe a League One side. Well, Burton was the one that was um, mentioned, wasn't it? It's. I don't think the injury changes Kelly. I, I think if the fact that he's not kicked a ball for for ages, not even you know been coming on, I, I think and the suddenly, FA Cup games and all yeah, that sort of stuff, I, all I think kind of plays that, into that spoke, it. Yeah. Spoke volumes. I think Torp, you know, coming in, you know, and and then showing some real positivity. You know, Chiefs to blow, but I don't think that will change Kelly staying. Um, I think that I'm more up. sad about that, to be honest, when Liam Kelly does inevitably depart, because obviously we've got a connection with me and Liam. You do, so you I've do. You know, got those pajamas. I'll have to replace his face on those pajamas at some point with a new hero of mine. And but... Liam Kelly, obviously, is the man who you know is everyone's favourite, you know, meme or you know, picture to yeah, bring about. Any I don't, I don't think news. that will go. That I think that will, of course, that it will stay. No, hope, no obviously hopefully. we interviewed him, didn't we? Me and you, we, we hosted the meet yeah. the players with him and. And, you know, uh, again, he's someone who obviously he's not gone at time of recording, but, you know, you feel like even regardless whether it's now or at the end of the season, his time is is, is coming up at the club. And again, someone who's taken us from League Two, you know, all the I'll way. I'll probably up, do so. a whole episode on him too, but it's yeah, just yeah. me, you know, recalling my love for him yeah. um, <laughs> over this period of time. Um, but yeah. And who who do you think the third one might be? I wouldn't is this, be... is this the Harul alone or potential Simon Moore outgoing or Yeah, I think I think Simon Moore. Um Hawula. H- sorry, Harula. I've got Harula on the brain now. <laughs> I was thinking I, I was thinking something in back. <laughs> you know why? Do you know why I've got him on the brain? Because I couldn't work out that last player. I was trying to work out oh, who the last player right, was yeah, myself yeah. earlier, and I was like, who is who played on the left? And I couldn't remember. But it you'd was Jordi assume, You'd assume Simon Moore or Tavares, um, probably. I I can't see anybody else going. Um, do you think? Do you th- I'd say Kelly's probably quite likely. I'd imagine. I think it'd be Kelly and Moore. 
Although I wouldn't be surprised if Moore sticks around because he's on a nice wage and he's got a nice chunk of contract to see out until the summer. Yeah. But I mean, it's dependent I... on him on on obviously his his um his chances to go and play football elsewhere, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's I guess part that's of the what situation, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if three do go. One's gone already, you know. One's coming up? in, Ross. One is coming in. One definitely. Really, one hundred percent. There'll be one. There'll be a player entering the doors of Wrighton over the next twenty-four hours. Is there that, has to be. Is that just gut gut instinct, or it's a little bit of both? I heard something today, but I'm not going to mention it because I'll just okay. get ridiculed on Sky Blues talk. <laughs> So there's no, there's there's no point. It's know, a goalkeeper, pick... isn't it? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what you're... laughs> One that um, preferably doesn't parry the ball around. Well, some parry from that deflection last night. By the way, we'll get into that later. But uh, he's got to do better there. <laughs> <laughs> With a wry smile. Obviously, you can't see our faces on here, so some in jokes and stuff might not uh, seem clear. Translate. Yeah, yeah, such as penalties for for set pieces. But hopefully, I, I think I think an incoming. I know, you know. People obviously take what Robin says. He's always he always underpromises, you know, to, to over deliver. We need someone in because I sort of looked at the squad and thought the last thing I think the worst thing that we could do this season would be to have to revert back to a back five because Sakamoto or, or someone gets an injury and we haven't got then got enough players to put on either wing. So, so then he goes, yeah. oh, we'll go back to that. Could be the you know going from the back five to the back four has made our season. And I sort of my my fear would be going back to the back five out of sort of necessity because we haven't got enough wide men, you know, could potentially not break it, but like could ruin the momentum that we had. And we saw that against Sheffield Wednesday in the cup, didn't we? That it was a more disjointed performance. And I wonder whether that has sort of just seeped into the Bristol city games ever so slightly. Well, it's a stop gap, isn't it? The palm on the left kind of situation. He's not a left-sided player. But Hadji Wright was also not brought in. As a left wing, because position. we weren't playing yeah. that formation at the start of the yeah. season, so you 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 wonder whether ca- a winger makes sense. Someone who could play on either wing to come in gives us that depth. That then gives us the option to move Hadji into down the middle if Sims and Godden aren't performing or whatever else. It just gives us more options. I think it it makes sense. I, I would be disappointed if we didn't get a winger in because I think it's glaringly obvious. Obvious that's what we need. We did play with those wingers last night. Uh, reverted back to type for that game against Bristol. 4-2-3-1 formation. We kind of discussed on, on Sunday, me and Andy, that that was going to happen. But it was about the personnel selected in the system. Uh, what was your thoughts on the uh, on the lineup last night? Yeah, no major major shocks. Obviously, the goalkeeper coming back in, uh, the back four, as sort of expected, Bidwell uh, and Van Avak coming and starting again with Thomas and Kitchen. Um I expected him to go with Eccles and 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 Sheaf, I think. And yeah, no real surprises to be honest. O'Hare, Sakamoto back in. Palmer, he has been playing him off the left and he has been doing okay. I guess the the one position I didn't know what he was going to do was probably up front, to be honest. I don't know whether he was going to go Sims or Godden. I probably deep down thought he might go Godden. You know, and he did. And he did. So. <laughs> but so yeah, the I, love I child guess... returns. Yeah, so I don't, I wouldn't, I'd say the lineup all in all, there wasn't anything that made me sort of really raise my eyebrows. Yeah, I wasn't completely shocked either. It was, I think it was a potentially a flip of the coin at the top end of the pitch between Godden and Sims. And I, I don't think, think right, type. I didn't think he was going to be, was ready yet. And the same with Torp for him to go, ah, yeah, I'm going to start them both. I don't, yeah, think I think you saw with right as well. Like even rusty. when he came on the pitch, he looked rusty. Rusty. He was behind the eight ball quite a bit during that that cameo 35 minutes or whatever it was 
Um, so I think he's, again, he's going to need that sort of few games to get back into the rhythm of things. Like we, we got the best out of him once we did that before yeah. Christmas and over that well, period. His momentum has been jolted, hasn't it? You know, yeah. like that last game, Middlesbrough, he, he was looking really threatening and, you know, and he'd been on a great run and obviously it is, he's the sort of player where he needs to be in full flow and he, he's, he's just sort of just knocked him back a couple of pegs, but he'll, he'll get back on it. I'm pretty sure. And overall last night, I mean, we sat together, we got captured on the iFollow cameras. Uh, well, we're winning one nil and I look, we all look miserable. depressed. <laughs> so I think that, that sort of sums up tells you everything. Uh, yeah. The performance. And I think, listen, I, I listened to Mark Robbins and I'm sure everyone listening to this is, you know, pretty much on the same page. I think, it was the worst performance all in general since probably the Rotherham away game, um, which was which was abysmal. And and like Robin said, probably the worst home performance of the, of the season because West Brom, which yes we lost, we actually were playing pretty well. And then Wilson made the mistake and that that changed things. And then we didn't get a penalty when we should have. And there was mitigating things around that. Whereas yesterday was just very very flat, wasn't it? From from. From minute one, in the crowd, on the pitch. Um... So lethargic. And I, you know, yeah. when we were walking to the ground, I actually felt it in the air. It was weird. I just felt yeah. like there was no energy around. It's all very lacklustre, wasn't it? Everything. Yeah, and and, and it was contagious. Like the, the entire team. It wasn't like it was one or two individuals. Everyone felt it. It was like the entire squad. And I mean, what for the funny, I guess the thing about it was it, earlier on this in the season, in previous seasons, 100% would have lost that game playing like that. And and there was something, I remember 10, 15 minutes in, I, I said to you, I said to the other people around us that there was an eerie feeling about it. I thought we'd given the way, given the ball away quite a lot here. Yeah. Everything was very sloppy. Like even our good, like our star players, like Sakamoto did some really good things. But again, there was a few moments where I was like, ah, just that little sloppiness. And I guess that we weren't compared to the Leicester game. It was chalk and cheese, you know, um, where, and I think it was just, and Robin summed it up. Maybe everything about the two games at Hillsborough has just, just took its toll a little bit. Um, and hopefully we can get that out of our system and we, we take the point, we move on and then we, we need to get back on it. Of course, you know, on Saturday. I think the contagious thing is 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 really apt because once one person made a, an individual error, it sort of crept into everybody else's game yes. from that point. And then when one person gave the ball away, we got the ball back and then we'd give it away again and then there was a misplaced pass following and that. And there'd be groans, just, then you know, yeah, we'd all and get a bit all, frustrated. Yeah, all, you know, that seeps out from the crowd onto the pitch and the players can feel that 100%. Um, but to me, actually, I'm going to go back to when Chief went off. I thought, at that point, we basically signed our own death warrant when Latter yeah, Baudier right. replaced him. It kind of left us with two defensive-minded players who, don't get me wrong, they are really, really good at that role, but it left us short of any sort of progression through the middle of the pitch, and it's very hard to get out of that, especially from a mindset point yes. of view. Well, Robbins, Robbins alluded to it, didn't he? He said in his post-match, you know, playing sideways and backwards too much, so inviting the press on and then not, fight, not then having the courage to then play between the lines and break it up. Because if you do that, then suddenly you gain confidence and actually it, it switches it. I mean, I think you're right about Ben Sheaf. I think it's easy. He actually was getting around the pitch. And again, it's very early on. I can't remember what minute it was uh, exactly that he, he got injured. But it was the first he, 15, wasn't it? Was it was very early on. Yeah, I, I want to say like 12 or something. 12 minute, yeah. He, but that was a big blow. And I think that everyone went, oh, because also the the nature of the injury, we all knew this is, this is, this is a, a 
four, five, six weeks, you know. So that's why he went off on uh, on Saturday. Sorry, on Friday evening. As soon as he made that pass to Torp on Friday, you could see him signal to the bench straight away that something was yeah, up. Something, so he obviously felt something, and then obviously it's been exacerbated. It, yeah, it gone yeah, into this yeah. game, and it and it's gone, it's gone fully this time. So you are right with the sub. Like we were all sat there, and I was thinking, you know, it, it feels like you know it'd been a very sort of slow, sluggish sort of start. This is sort of screaming for a torp. And Latabodier came on and he was playing like a sweeper. He was so deep. Well, you, genuinely... said, you said when you, you made this point that seemingly we seem to have a back five when we had the ball because yes, one of yeah. them was so far back the whole time. Leaving just then one midfield option because O'Hare was obviously higher up as a cam. And yeah, Latabodier was picking it up at left centre back or between Bobby Thomas and Kitchen. I thought. And he's got the ball. So, like, there's only one option in midfield. They've got two, at least two centre mids outnumbering Eccles. So then where was the options? It, it Yeah. It, it, and so then as a result, he'd have to go sideways. And it became, became very passive, didn't it? Yeah, 100%. And then when Torp came on, it kind of flipped a little bit. But by then, I think the nature with the nature of the game... I think we were sort of kind of chasing we our own tails at that into point. It, like we were yeah. too deep into our you own. You can't get out of that rut. No, you no, can't. No. It's so hard to get out of that rut once you're in it. That yeah. The performance was already sort of dwindling. The goal I felt might have done it in the first half, but it it, it really didn't, did it? Like I no. thought that might be the and maybe catalyst. hadn't got to half time. That yeah, yeah, that might be the catalyst where we go. You know what, guys? Or we get into half time and we go. That was an ugly performance. But we won the up here. We got and that's away what with good it. teams do. Yeah. So now we we sort it out. But the, I think conceding on the stroke of half time, any promise that potentially going in one the up would have done. I think we just then got not you know the, all the wind got kicked out of us again conceding that. Um, and it was the carbon copy from the from the away reverse fixture. Yeah, it was literally the set the same type of type of cross into the box, and we didn't deal with well with it then, and we didn't deal with it at all. I thought. I actually thought it was one of Bobby Thomas's worst games I've seen in a sky blue shirt last night. I know a couple of people probably don't agree with that, but I just didn't feel like he had the sort of ruthlessness that he normally has um, and the ability but, but I to... I think that comes from the, the, the thing we were talking about that it was contagious, like one, yeah, the yeah, sloppiness, just, it then seeped into... And it, all it what it was waiting for is it was waiting for someone to be to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and and do something that then lifted everyone. But everything just didn't come off to it. Like Palmer would do a nice bit of skill, but then oh, it would then bounce off him just ahead of O'Hare. Yeah, O'Hare would do a run. too hard in a way. Yes. Ross. So sometimes, the, you know, just the easiest and simplest things are the, the most effective. I'm sure the listeners would have noticed it at the game. The other thing that was apparent, you know, in stark contrast to the Leicester game was when Sakamoto had the ball or Van Avak had it, those two normally are just breaking the neck, overlapping. It just felt like everything felt really forced and that we were just cumbersome. slow to, 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 yeah, cumbersome. Yeah. Um, I mean, to yeah. be fair though, I think Bristol did for the majority of the game sort of shut down that right flank. And that is a major way of stopping. Well, they double up, us, don't they? Right. Yeah. But when we did get some joy, we made absolutely nothing of it. Really. We put two really good crosses in and, the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to call him out again, but Matty Godden's performance was, was pretty lacklustre again. Um, just not in the right position, not gambling, not not looking like he he wanted it last night. That's that's that was what I felt. Like he's yeah. been given another opportunity. He didn't look like one. He wasn't up to speed with things, but he just didn't look like he could be asked. If I'm honest, that's how it felt. 
Well, it's sort of again, it sort of just matched the sort of ambience and the in the stadium and the atmosphere and and, and the whole team performance because, like you said. You can actually look, although how overall it was a, a performance way below our level, there was, like you say, Van Leeuwen put that great ball across in the first half where it was far enough out that the keeper couldn't get to it. So it was literally, it wasn't like it was too close to the goalie. It was, the keeper stayed on his line and you want, you want Matty gone there or someone gambling, you know, to, to nod that in. And then suddenly you go, oh, you know what? Moment of quality. And then yeah. the second half, we did the same thing. Hadji Wright played the ball out to Van Abak. He put another great ball in and we sort of spooned the header. But again, if we're ruthless in those moments, we, we could have easily scored three or four goals, you know, um, in total with the two that we did. And I thought, well, you know what? I guess there are positives from that, that despite being so flat, we still scored two goals. We could have, had we just been a little bit cuter in certain moments, scored another one or two. And that's They would have playing... been daylight robbery. <laughs> It, really? it would have been, but the other thing is, though, I thought Bristol were... Yeah, they bang. didn't do much. They, they were the same as us, no. but all their fans I saw on Twitter were raving, going, really great performance against a, de- uh, a, a really top side. I'm thinking, well, a top side, who that was probably our worst performance in about 15 matches. Yeah, if you're raving um, that you're playing that well, then I don't want to see you on a week-to-week no, basis, no, if I'm honest. No, exactly. You know? So I, I... And I guess that was the frust- only frustrating thing, that had we been on it, we, I think we could have blown them away, um, really. Because yeah. they, they're, they're nothing compared to, say, Leicester and other sides that we've played of recent times. Let's jump at some positives. Sims on the score sheet again. I know yep. it's probably harder to hard to miss. Um, it has to be there, though. Right but it has to be there. And he sort of he's, keeps himself onside as well from the yeah. initial shot from Kitchen. What a strike that is, by the way. Um, well, yeah, brilliant. Just, a, just so fierce. I mean, we had, we were right behind it. It looked yeah. fizzing in that bottom corner. Well, it'd be so easy, yeah, you know, to spoon Snap that, it, like what? Yeah. But he, he caught it so well, and the keeper saw it late because we couldn't see the goalie, sort of thing. It was only yeah. late on, so I think a lot of people might go, oh, yeah, you know, Bristol fans might blame the goalie, but he did see it very late. But obviously, Sims was there, and he had to chase it in and and scored, and obviously, you know, gave a little bit, you know, back yeah, to what, the supporters. Yeah, I was about to say the celebration thoughts for me. I, if he's receiving stick from behind the bench, which is what we're led to believe, he is totally entitled to do that back. Like I'm not not to say that I agree with it completely. Mixed emotions on the whole thing, really. The same with Godden for me, with when he put his fingers in in these ears. But they're well within their rights to do that and act that way. I think he was, from what I was told this morning, yeah. he was being singled out by. A few well, people on, well, that, on, the, on that side this of the is, pitch. This is the thing. It the difference between, say, Godden's celebration and Sims's one then was, Sims's seemed like it was more, you know, specifically targeted at a a, a, a small section rather than like Matty Godden's when he literally stood, almost just you know in the Not area. Yeah, it was almost like this is to everybody sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Sims is, you know, I don't think he for a second thinks that the entire, you know, crowd is on of 22,000 last night. Were, but, but it looked like he was sort of new. Six, r- yeah, exactly you've seen the limb people from. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, otherwise, he'd probably run. If, if you wanted to do it as like a general thing, you'd run towards Singer's Corner, wouldn't you? Or something and be like, and do it of across course. the main stand. So. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't. I know Matt Trutwin from Scars. He, you know, he thinks it's sort of you know. I don't. I don't. I'm not offended by it at all. I want Sims to be a huge success. I. I think he will be because I think again, although he's still very raw, I think Robbins and Viviash are the are the guys to sort of 
refine. He's got the raw attributes, hasn't he? He's got physicality. He's got power. He should, as soon as he come on, right? So he, he split two defenders and they both dra- they were both dragged out towards the corner flag. Yeah. And we both said that's what he does a little bit more than, 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 than Godden because he occupies defenders a bit more. But he's got the raw ingredients. And if, if, if Robbins can you know refine that, he can be a really, really good player. He's 23, just turned 23. I, I'm, yeah, I know there's a lot of stick, obviously, on the forum, on Twitter and all sorts. But I, I see a player there but he's clearly very, very low on confidence. Hopefully that goal will help him. But I th- I do think he... They're on different trajectories. He's still at the early part of his career, Ellis Sims. Matty Godden is 10 years older than the guy, you know, and like he's on he's on a different, you know, uh, trajectory. So Sims is the future. He is, you know, unless we are going to get a winger and then put right down the middle. But they're, they're the op- options. We've just got, and we've got to get behind him. I think it's his natural demeanor as well that sort of plays into this, not a facade in a way, that, but the way people see him. You know, I, I get a touch of the Leon Best about him. I think he's got a little bit more ability than Leon Best personally. But, but... Is, is, we, we spoke about this, me, uh, I think it was me, you, and, and Dave Moore about Hadji Wright earlier in the season and the perception of his body language. But actually, well, yesterday, to be fair, it was rusty, but prior to his injury, he actually suddenly looked like. Because he's he's got that glint now, you know you can see everyone getting on really well, you know, in training. And suddenly, Hadji Wright's body language wasn't then being questioned because actually totally changed, you could see yeah. him smiling, you could see him those celebrations against Southampton, and it's like, oh, you know what, he's really feeling it. Well, Ellis Sims needs a run of games and he needs to get a run of goals. And suddenly, I think you'll see everyone will look at his body language differently. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I think it'll come good. I really do. I'm I'm with you. I'm to, I'm you know I'm not completely sold at the moment, but I'm with you on the on the thoughts that he will turn a corner at some pace, and it might not be this season, but I think long term, I think he's a project, and I am I'm looking forward to seeing how he sort of develops in in time. Um, we need to talk about Collins as well. I got some pouters for my thoughts on him. Well, I'm here, everybody from Sky Bristol. I'm, I, I jumped on. I said to Dean, I'm going to jump on this post uh, Bristol. This is before the game because, you know, I, I, you know, obviously we have slightly different views when we, and we discussed it a few, you know, probably a month, six weeks ago about Collins. I can't remember what game it was. And you said you weren't completely sold. Um, and obviously then on the last episode of the pod, you and Andy, obviously yeah, you spoke about, again, not being convinced. So obviously, we, you know, so obviously you listeners... body bagged me on on a forum that I blocked off my phone so I don't read it. Yeah. But then I but, had to unblock it so I could see what you were writing about. But, me. but 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 then we we then made a I knew actually I thought I know what's gonna happen now. He's gonna have his worst game and Dean's gonna be here and like watching him like a hawk. So Dean got a parry count out uh, yesterday and I still maintain that the very first parry he did, that was a cushion. <laughs> but then we started going to an argument of what's the difference what's between a parry, a, and, a parry a and a cushion. So for this week's Skybreeze Extra Poll, we'd love to know no. what's the difference between a parry and a cushion. To me, look, there, there was that long range like, I was, I was taking, I was taking the piss Yeah, of course you were. You were. But you were. that's just what I'm not sold on. I, I completely agree with people's thoughts that you're never going to get the complete goalkeeper at this level. You just don't. It's, you know, it's part and parcel of players being in the championship. But it's just something I w- I'm I'm a little bit concerned of with him is that he seems to cushion the bit, cushion us. Now you've got cushion on my head. He seems to cushion or parry the ball a bit more before picking it up. That's that's my only concern. I think if he 
got that out of his game, got that out of his mind, because I think it is a mind thing more than anything. I don't think he's comfortable in his own mind to grab the ball first time. Gets that out of his game, then we've got a really good goalkeeper on our hands because his saves are really good. You saw that with the the save the at the end at of the, the end game, where it took two deflections of our own, unbelievable reaction save, and that that and I, I and I think for me, I think where well, I am with Collins, I think he. And it was actually, it was the first time yesterday in the second half, there was that 20 minute period where the ball looked like it was like flat, where he like, he couldn't kick it yeah. more than 30. It was all like, it was like the the ball was flat because and there was that one where he just de- delayed, delayed, delayed to kick it. And there was, a, that was the first time where I've looked at him and gone, I think he's just having a little wobble in confidence just in that period. Because up until then, where I've stood with Collins is, I think he's looked so assured. He's looked, he look, I've always gone, you know, as fans, you always get nervous when you know, you got he's been closed down. But I've always gone, you know what? Actually, I trust him. Yesterday, there was a period where I was like, oh, it's like he's just doubted himself a little bit. And he had, he did three or four bad kicks in a row. Um, and I know that's nothing compared to some, you know, other goalies we've had in recent times. You could never do a good kick. But, Bring back Burge. But, but, um, but look, he, I've always, I've, I think, yes, he's got, obviously, a, he's got a specific style uh, in terms of, say, maybe wanting to, Carry it down before you know from shots, but he, I think he is a good shot stopper. I think against Middlesbrough away, he proved that he, he made some great saves there. And I think on the whole, his distribution has been very good. I think yesterday, along well, his performance yesterday was the same as everybody else. Maybe by everyone it was else, un, on the pitch, it was un, yeah. it was under par, under. and I think and that's why it was contagious because yeah. the players in front of him were nervous. So then suddenly it seeped into him, and obviously as a goalkeeper, everything gets. Mag- magnified. All comes suckered back to you, doesn't it? It just seems to seep down to you as the goalkeeper. It was, it was the one that just gave me a little heart attack, which was balls rolling, and he's Naki Wells was closing down, and it he took just, so much time. Yeah, he just took so much time, and I remember thinking, "Yeah, please, for the love of God!" And obviously, at the end as well, you were saying, "Please, where... for the love of God," because you were thinking, "Ah, oh, Dean can't be right." Dean, I know. I, I thought this. I, is, I can't this have is... him have have me. No, this I can't. Week. I can't. And. But then the other thing is when he rolled the ball out at the end, and I think he was going to kick it long, but he rolled the ball too far, so it rolled out of the six-yard box. So then he dragged, it got back, it back, yeah. but then he played it short to Thomas, and Naki Wells was on him, and then that's how they then ended up getting the ball for the for the chance. Um, just panicking, wasn't it? it was we were all a bit panicky then, yeah. 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 We yeah. could easily have won it or lost it at that point. I'd also, I'd also dropped one of my sweets down the air. Uh down the stand so I was panicking as well because I had nothing left to, to suck on for the remainder of the game so I think it all seeped out into the crowd and to me and yeah just just not one we're going to watch back with any fondness I, I imagine but let's get a, a man of the match from you Ross well I guess this is the, this is the, this I've really struggled even on the walk back to the car today um I think I think I'd probably go. I think I'd go with Sakamoto because I think, although it wasn't his scintillating best, I think he obviously produced a moment of quality and composure yeah. for the goal, and he did show a couple of glimpses second half where he teared down the right wing, and I thought I thought he was going to nick it at the end. I thought he was going to bend that in, so I just think he was probably out of all the players probably the. The least sloppy, the best ever yeah. bad bunch. Yeah, I'd say so. But I, I, I thought he showed moments of quality, and and again, he is an exciting player. But he, you know, he, again, he wasn't at his best that we've come to know from his standards. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Well, let's take a quick look ahead to, to Saturday's game at Carrow Road versus Norwich. Ross will head into this game two months unbeaten. That's a, a nice way to look at it. Well, yeah, when you say it like that, that is that is remarkable and... I mean, the last defeat was when we were, well, in Suffolk, so not that far away from uh, from Norfolk. But so hopefully we will uh, can keep the unbeaten run going because obviously the table, you know, if you were a Norwich fan, you'd be seeing this as a massive opportunity to, you know, to, Close to gain. Yeah. yeah. I am concerned about the amount of draws we've, we've um, had this season, 11, which is the most in the year. Uh, the top 20 of the division um, and seemingly a lot of them at home as well, which, you know, isn't great reading eight, eight draws at home. Um, so yeah, that's one thing we need to look at, but we are away this week. Not a great place, isn't it? For us to go struggled in, in kind of recent memory. I think the last win was 2009. Maybe. Is that the, uh, is that the Danny Fox? That was at Carrow Road. In? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jordan Henderson. Um, scored. Wow as well um yes we don't know since we had jordan henderson in the team yeah yeah the black the black casty uh study or kit puma kit with a gold beautiful uh, trim yeah. um yeah we last year was a bad one that was that was and even by mark robbins uh interview after the playoff semi-final he, he cited that norwich 3-0 defeat as a sackable performance i remember him, him saying and that was when everyone was spouting saying yokeras and Gordon had had a fight on the way <laughs> to, the, to the ground and all sorts of Ugh. nonsense but look it's going to be a tough game but the one thing about norwich and i guess i thought about this i'm more because of our run record against them i see it as like a much more scary game than yeah i probably need to like my mind is going i almost feel as nervous about it as i did like at the prospect of like leads away I fear you know. for us more than any game of the last two months with this one and I think yeah, it's I it's a little bit because it's for some for some unbeknown reason we we never play well versus Norwich home or away like from my memory anyway um and it's, it just always feels like a tough place to go it always feels like they've got a better team than us I don't think that is the case this year though so maybe that's the change, the change that's well, needed. Well, I, I think it's know. a massive game. I think it's the sort of game that, if we, you know, we put the Bristol sort of performance behind us and we take the point. I think if we go and produce a performance, a Leicester, a Middlesbrough second half, you know, any of the performances from the last, you know, period, you know, two months, really. 
bar in Bristol, I think we've got a really good chance. But the perception again is like you say, oh, they're, they're much they're a better side than us, Norwich. Do you know what I mean? Because of over the previous years, they've had that pace, they've had that sort of ruthlessness, whether it's been Pookie or or whoever else. And the image of them in the Premier League as well yeah, of also course. plays into it. And running away with the league two, you know, two years out of at three, you know, when they're in the championship. So it's a massive game for us, though. And I think if we could go there and get a win... It'd be a uh, statement win. It, it would be a statement win. It really would. Um, and I think that would give everyone humongous confidence um, going into, you know, Millwall and, and the other league games to follow. Obviously, they are coming off the back of, of two defeats, that big one in the FA Cup as well, versus Liverpool last week. Um, but before that, 11 points out of 15 for them. So they kind of turned a corner um, in their championship season. What's your what's your thoughts on them as a whole as a team? They've got some good players, haven't I they? Think, yeah, I, I think, think Gabriel got... Sara is is like one of the standout players like John, in this John, division. John Rowe, um, yeah. you know, the, and Sargent. They've got they've got they've got some good players. I think, I think with Norwich, where I see them, and I know, uh, well, my director actually from uh, the Polar Express is a Norwich fan. Uh, we still haven't Nor- seen those pictures, by the former, way. Former Norwich City player as well, actually, um, but he. Also, I'll speak to him about Norwich quite a bit, and I think their issue is actually their defence. Um, the you know Ben Gibson feels you know, old. Grant feels Halley, old. It feels yeah, it does. And I but I, you look at their attacking threat, and I think if we're not on it, I, and no wonder they picked up some really good results because I think they they can compete with anyone. I think going forward, I think I think if they had a better defence, I, I think they'd be right up there. Um, you know, I think they've got decent. They've got a decent manager as well. So. I see them as a as a real tricky game. Yeah, I really do. Um, you know they've they've won twelve, drawn only five, lost twelve. Uh, again, that sort of tells you where they are. I think they're as beatable as they are at beating you. Um, I I don't know what it is, mate. The perception I do. I feel fear. I fear the this perception, game. isn't it? It's yeah. it's it's a weird one because nine times out of ten for me when I we go I look at the opposition and go, okay, well, this is how we can beat them. And I feel like we're stronger than them in this department, but there's a perception with Norwich that they always seem to be better than you. I, but I, I look at their stats, mate. If they weren't Norwich city, if they were, if they were called Watford, Hull, anyone else, mate, anyone else. And, but they had the exact identical stats to what Norwich have. I'd be going, yeah, we can go there and get, yeah, we'll go, get a I, chance. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, because they're called Norwich city and I, run, yeah. I, I just have this, feeling of like dread it must be the delia smith factor it's got to be something to do her must be putting a spell on us or something with those yeah Coleman's but it's about time it's got to change i always say with these things you know it's got to change you know norrit um mark robin's going back i mean i think he'd enjoy you know steering us to finally getting a a result there i mean the only i remember the covid year when biamu uh equalized And, I thought, yeah, we played well that game, actually. Yeah. And actually, they never, and they got a pen, which was never a pen. Never either. pen. Yeah. And I remember, so we actually played quite well that game. Um, I got ridiculed on the talk because we did the, the live show afterwards. Then I went and watched the, because Norwich did theirs after we'd finished. So I went and watched theirs. And I put on there saying, oh, you know, on another day, really, the Skybreeze will come away with three points here. And they absolutely slated me. I was really? like, well, yeah, watch the same game then, really, because. <laughs> For the majority of that game, we were in, you know, large amounts of control. And w- without the dodgy penalty decision, we win this match. I think how we start this game is big. 
I think uh, I think a fast start. I think Norwich fresh, the, fans the pressure. Are... I'm about to say about the fans because it's they get on the players' backs. They do quite they do. easily there. Been told a lot yeah, that, that if we start well and could get a goal and control the match, I think I think it's a long way back for them. But I think if they start fast and we're not on it, then I, then I I really don't see it being a draw. I really see it being either 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 we're going to lose again like potentially by a couple of goals or this is going to be the performance and the result where we go we're serious we're we're seriously pushing we're going to get top six again Um, and what what about the the team thoughts heading into it because potentially we'll have one eye on that cup game it sounds from Robinson's comments that he really wants to do one over Sheffield Wednesday with what's happened with obviously the Palmer incident etc so I think he will have his eye on some kind of strongish team going out of that one. So is he thinking of this as a potentially a chance to, to switch players around and bit of a free hit in that regard? Um, I, don't, I don't think he should personally. I don't I think, think he we've should. Got the squad, I... We've got the squad capable enough to deal with both these games. I mean, I think you're looking at the Bristol performance. There was people there who were like completely rested and still didn't look fantastic. So like O'Hare, uh, Sakamoto, really... I personally think we need to, you know, that we've got a, got a squad and look, if we were to be able to bring someone in, we've got options of players who can can play and, and can perform in, in both matches, you know. Um, I think playing, I think, this, I, I do sometimes think that the sort of changes almost just hamper people. Like we said earlier on about Hadji Wright, what happened? He just got, he got, he played game after game after game and it started clicking. I think someone like Sims, or there's a few players who, to get that form back, just need to play game after game for a few games. You know, because then we don't play until the following Sunday after Sheffield Wednesday. Look, we've got a squad. We can make changes. I think Torp needs to come in. Do I think he will? No. No. <laughs> I think he'll approach it the same as he did with the Leeds game. You think? I think that's, that will be his approach to to this game, personally. And then hope to nick it with half an hour to go. I can That's see how that. I think he will. I That's how that. I think he'll line up. Because I feel like Robin shares the perception that we have of Norwich as well. Because he, he said it. He's sort of been like, you know, we don't do well against these. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So He's I do, deflated I... before we've even kicked the ball. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I could see that. I could see a very. So what would that be? Latabodi Aaron Eccles starting. I think you'll like play a very, very sort of rigid five in midfield. Yeah, I think you. Could, I think you'll see Sims and O'Hare as like, and Sakamoto is like probably the, as the outlet players, and De Silva will play a lot in front yeah. of Bidwell. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, that's how I think he'll go, um, and I wouldn't be against that. To be honest, and let's see. I mean, even against Leeds, we were what we did. We go one nil up, and then he made the changes. We, uh, well, we were one of no, we equal, Sorry, we equalised, equalised, and then, then he, he made, made the attacking made changes. T- attacking changes. You're like, well, is this a Newmark Robbins? Who's <laughs> what's what's he? Someone done to him? But I think that's that's how I think he'll yeah, approach it. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not against it to be honest. Um, okay, prediction. Let's kind of end things on on a prediction. Um, oh. I'm going to go for a two-one victory. I think we'll turn the tide and keep it going. And then inevitably, well, I said uh, I said a minute ago. I don't think it'll be a draw, so I can't go for a draw. Uh, no, let's be positive. Let's be positive. Let let's 
I don't feel great about it. This is my heart saying this, not my head. Uh, let Let's go with a. Let's go with a one nil. Oh, sneaky win. one! I love it. Um, a sim like like a really. I'm just thinking that formation. Keep it really tight, and then like some another rebound or something to Sims. You know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, Matty Godden will come on, score, and he'll <laughs> run around. He'll run right in front of the uh, our take fans. his top off. I'm not leaving under his t-shirt, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it, yeah, or just plus one for his extra year of his contract. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's activating it right there, right now. <laughs> it, well, he'll take his top off, and underneath he, he'll have his 24, but he'll take it off, and he'll have 26 <laughs> on the back. You know, his new squad number. Um, oh. Yeah, well, let's go for a one-nil win. Nice one, mate. Uh, always good to chat. Thanks yes, for joining pleasure. me. Big thanks to Sky Barami for listening. Have a safe trip down to, to Norwich as well. Uh, big thank you to the guys and girls at Sky B Tavern for their support as always. Don't forget to keep an eye on our socials. We'll have our poll up there soon enough for this week. Just search at Sky Boost Extra for that. And we'll be back next week. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.